0: Welcome back to the Weekly Block Podcast. Uh, this is episode 25. Round 19 of the NRL Rugby League season has passed us beyond us. Yeah, with me, Josh and uh, Locke. Locke, how you doing, mate? Um, well, I've escaped the uh, Amish
1: community, finally got a haircut, uh, and now I'm back in the 80s with a mullet. So I'm doing mate, well. well, well actually, I'm you're lucky, mate. Work, I, don't,
0: so. I don't have a hairdresser at the moment. They're not open in Victoria just <laughs> yet. So I'm looking like <laughs> a fucking bush chicken at the moment. <laughs> Absolutely, bush chicken. Could be that. <laughs> All right, mate. Well, we might as well get started. We've got plenty of shit to talk about, so no You're time on, to fluff yeah. a bit. We'll get straight into it, eh? So yep. we'll, um, we'll get a quick recap of, of round 19. So uh, first game up uh, Thursday night, we had Parramatta uh, going down to the Raiders, um, which I thought was quite interesting. Actually, I didn't see this one. I mean, maybe Mitchell Moses is more important to Parramatta than we give him credit for. But yeah. to be honest with you, man, the Raiders had this game – basically up until 20 minutes to go, you know, so. It's surprising, eh? Uh, like,
1: I, 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 well, I went to bed around the 70 or oh, yeah, 65, 70-minute mark. I had to be up early in the morning. But even just that first half and the middle of the second half, man, that was, like, that was a good game of footy. That was a really good game of footy. And I'm surprised, yeah. obviously, with all the injuries and yeah, the players that are out for the Raiders, man. They Somehow they're just coming together and doing it. I don't know maybe, I don't know what Sticky's cool. doing, but.
0: Uh, Interestingly enough, um, in this is the first scoreless half of a game we've had since round one, Newcastle Cronulla in 2019. So before all the rule changes, all that sort of stuff, try and quicken the game up. um, This is the first, was the first scoreless half that we've recorded in two years of rugby league which is impressive and I mean yeah. like it, you know you kind of hear that and you think oh it must have been a shit game but it wasn't it was quite competitive and, and you know a lot of the team you know, both teams had you know left it out in the park there but
1: well obviously there's a bit um, of a bit of worry there for the for the Eels and like obviously with their uh, finals and obviously premiership contention without Moses do you reckon they would be able to make it or is it just like they are nah. every season where they plateau for round
0: Look, 9 or to and be honest with you man I mean I've, I've been pretty vocal about Parramatta and, and that they've got a they've got a prelim final team but they don't have a grand final team and whether that comes down to the coaching or some of the personnel inside there obviously they i think they need moses more than they realize given how poorly they're playing right now without him um but in saying that i don't think moses is a grand final winning half
1: no got no well no i I was literally about to say well look what happened in game three origin but he broke his
0: back yeah, fucking poor fella. But anyway, mate, um, that's all for uh There's another game. Get on to Friday. We had um the Roosters beating Newcastle 28-8. to Now, I honestly thought that this was going to be a lot closer than what it was. I mean, Newcastle started strong. They scored first, but then it was all, all the Roosters after that. You know, 30th, 35th minute, 56th minute, 64th, 69th, and 76th minutes of the try. So pretty well by the looks of that. It was all just pressure and pressure and pressure back on... Uh, yeah. Newcastle. Surpri- like, uh, like
1: I'm, I'm surprised that the Roosters are still obviously pushing on strong with the, uh, the amount of injuries they have. Is,
0: would, you, would you put uh, Trent Robinson, obviously he's already one of the best coaches ever, but would you put him as, if if the Roosters, theoretically, if they finish in the top four this year, given the injuries and things that they've had to overcome, would you put Trent Robinson as coach of the year? Uh
1: I'd say yes with what he's had to overcome. Obviously, losing both of his half, uh, halves halves mid season. Yep. But even then, like, I'd, I'd like Good to guy say guy Bellamy, me. but Bellamy literally is like he was the exact same as last year. Like Bellamy doesn't change the way he coaches or anything like that. No. Like his squad doesn't change very often. Like, he changes his own squad himself, and somehow they still win. But I'd, I'd say like, with he- I'd say with the the battles in the in the mountains that um, Robinson has had to, buddy, obviously climb over. I'd put him as
0: coach of the year. Well, see, look, I I would too, arguably. Um, I think purely just based off what they've had to overcome and how they're still winning games and things like that. But um, uh, just to touch on Craig Bellamy quickly, if you want a sure bet, put Melbourne in the top two for the next five years, I can guarantee you. I'm going
1: to go back-to-back next year and year after. Well, that would be a triple, wouldn't it? Yeah, well, who are they losing? They're only losing Dalvin and, and that's
0: it. And realistically, he hasn't oh, played this. Oh, Nico Hines. You got Pappy there, bro. Oh, well, you got Pappenhausen, don't you? Jeez, mate, fuck. And you know what? The thing about Melbourne though is that they they um, set their own culture. So it started well, apparently, anyway. Apparently, they it started with like Cronk and Smith and Slater and things like that, in English, and they all set a culture and then forced. It, well, they didn't force, but they imposed it on every other player there. And then it was like every player slowly picked up that culture. And now it's like, as soon as you come in, you're expected to fit in with this culture. And if you don't, then you don't play. So it's like, it's it's Bellamy doesn't have to really coach anymore. He just literally has to worry about a game plan. And I don't think yeah, he doesn't.
1: The thing with that as well is that, like, whatever player doesn't fit in, like, they're, they're not going to feel welcome. They're not going to, they're not going to actually play the footy that they want to play. Like, it's pretty shit. No, it's not shit. It's a good thing to do, but like,
0: Oh, it's tough, man. But if time. it's tough, but if you want to win, you know, you want to win comps, that's the way to go. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, yeah. And, and like how, how often do you hear like a bunch of other, uh, like club supporters and things like that suck about, you know, shit. You know, like obviously, for example, like Todd Payton at the moment, he's trying to limit Tamalolo's minutes and they're fucking handing him about it. But obviously, he's trying to set a culture where it's not just all up to Tamalolo. And fuck me, man. People are just sucking the house down about it. You know, yeah. like obviously. You know, Cowboys play better when he's on the field. Undeniably, they do, but you can't rely on one fucking dude. I kind of feel
1: different. Like, obviously, we are going away from the review here, but I kind of feel different. This is one of my, like one of the things I wanted to talk about during that game. And I know he doesn't get like like many minutes. This is, this is the Cowboys game I'm talking about. Yeah, I feel as if the game is like sort of surpassed the way Tom Lolo plays footy. Like, obviously, with the with the the pace of the game, I feel like. He was he was already at the pace at the this new rule and the the game is at the moment. So when what, two years ago he was playing a real fast paced game of footy, and that's why he was so destructive. Now the game has changed, and it's pretty much caught up to or the, the game's pretty much caught up to Lolo, yeah, essentially. And I don't feel he has that much of an impact now as he did two a year a year ago, two years ago.
0: Yeah, look, I kind of I can't help but feel like that's kind of because. He shouldered a lot of that workload, so he like you know he was making almost three hundred meters a game almost yeah. every game, and that's ridiculous, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's like that's know. that's half of what an entire forward pack should be making, um, you know. And it's like if he's making those kind of meters back then, obviously you are going to take note. You know, you are going to be like, holy shit! Obviously, he isn't as damaging let's per se as he was a couple of years ago. But I feel like at some point in between him trying to adjust to his new role in the Cowboys, you know, like obviously he might not have warmed up to that kind of yet, just as of yet anyway. Um, we're not seeing the same impact out of Tumalo as we used to because he's not sort of getting his hands on the ball as much as he used to. You know, like he used to go after tired defenders and things like that because he was on the field all the time. Yeah. Whereas now he's getting pulled out of, you know, he's kind of, he's going on when uh, the opposition's best forwards go on. And he's kind of like nullifying their best forwards in, in a way. Like, but he's not up against... The lesser forwards in clubs, you know, like nowadays anyway, you know. So I don't Do know, man. You know, Look, I still think he's got an impact. Yeah. I still think he's one of the better forwards in the game. Um, you know, arguably, I'd still say he's probably lock the best lock in the game at the moment. Because um, you know, who else is above him? You know, you'd probably say Isaiah Yeo, but Kevin Murray. It, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean well, Yeah, you, you, but like that's
1: it's two different styles of two different styles of locks that we're like we're talking about. Yeah. There. Yeah, oh, three. But all right, back to. Or, I just, I just want to bring up a topic about the uh, Roosters and Knights game, real quick here. Yes. Obviously, twenty eight to eight, um, the Roosters beat them. The errors, I think, is what is, is what's uh, letting the Knights down as well. Their outside backs oh, geez, made yeah. what is it? So one, two, four, five, eight, eight, eight errors, while their forward pack made one error. Yeah, which i you always hear of, don't you? That is that – you don't hear of your outside backs or your backs or anything like that making that many errors. Well, let's and just have a look. your right forwards, here. your forward no, – no forwards. Well, one forward, Daniel Saifidi made one error. And then he scored a try for it anyway. So that pre and well null invoices error. Yeah. That's out of control, eh? I'm pretty sure it happened it's, last um, week too.
0: Yeah, it, it's – you know, it, it is quite um, – like you kind of rely on your backs to be solid at the back there like you know yeah. they get you out of yardage and don't make errors kind of thing like you kind of leave the errors up to the guys in the middle because you're not working as hard you know like you don't have to do those tough shit carries like you know like third and fourth tackle in the middle of the field and things like that like you know you're not worked around kind of thing you're kind of fresh a bit and for you to come in and make an error it's like you're heaping so much more pressure on the guys in the middle and things like that, and you just can't be doing that, man. And, like, look, the, the Newcastle backs really had a bad game this game, to be honest with you.
1: And last um, week too.
0: Yeah, yeah. They kind of haven't been good for a little while. But, yeah. you know, even Ponga, I thought Ponga would have had – I mean, he went off with the HIA, but, uh, you know, I don't think he was really making a difference to stop the fucking flow of Roosters' tries anyway. But, well, um, we'll shift on, mate. We'll shift on anyway to what I thought anyway was the game of the round. Um, Cowboys up against, obviously a bit biased here, but Cowboys up against Melbourne. Uh, only <laughs> the only lose by four points to Melbourne. I honestly go back this time last week. I was expecting it to be sixty to nil. I thought I it was going to be close. Fucking flogging. Yeah, I was close. wasn't I? Um, no, now hopefully. look. I, d- let me <laughs> let me let me just let me just um set the tone right now for anyone listening. This was undoubtedly the worst officiated game I have watched in a. Fucking long time, man. What do you mean? In in a long bro, it was the worst officiated game I've ever like This this that, no, I I personally thought this was the uh the
1: best game I think I've ever seen officiated in um in a long time.
0: What are you fucking <laughs> talking about? The Cowboys scored off a pass that went like four meters forward. No, that was backwards. Are oh, you fucking if you shit. put it in reverse
1: he threw it backwards?
0: <laughs> bro, this was so oh, you bad, man. Yeah, that so was, yeah, was. That was. Like, oh man, it, it was wasn't. So it vague. wasn't like you know. It, it's one of those rare ones where it's like it's it's not just one way. Like it's not just like okay, you know, Melbourne are getting shit calls, the Cowboys yeah. are getting shit calls. It was both ways, man. There was there was some fucking shocking but, calls.
1: Yeah, but the thing that gets me is how like how does how, how does this stuff
0: get missed? That touchy when uh, who was it? It was um. Uh, it was, it was Kane Bradley. Kane yeah. Bradley.
1: When he when he scored on his obviously David on that left hand edge. That ball was at least three meters forward. Oh
0: And the touchy was right there. So the touchy the touchy stopped when the ball was thrown. And you know, logic said that if you stop where the ball is thrown, chances are the ball's gonna be caught where you are. If the ball was flat, the ball got caught like four meters in front of him. Like, what are you fucking looking at? He goes, and that, and like, and Adokar tackled, felt twice in the air. Second one was leading to, like, was going to lead to a try because felt had his hands on the ball, tackled him in the air. That should, you know, that's a professional foul. That should be a stint in, I think, maybe. but This
1: this, this is where it goes back to me. I think it was last year when we were doing the potty, talking about where this is where refs should be held accountable and they should be fined.
0: Yeah, oh, that absolutely. is a perfect.
1: That is a perfect example of you need to be fined. You need yeah, to be blocked yeah. for a couple of weeks because your yeah. fishing
0: is fucking shit. It was it 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 was honestly, mate. It was fucking terrible, man. Even yeah, the bunker, like, I just, like even even the 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 disallowed tries. Do you see the two distillate tries for obstruction? They were the worst. Yeah. So like. It was it was a bee's dick in the first one with the Cowboys where drinkwater slightly like no one was impeded. He caught the ball slightly basically right behind the Melbourne player. It was an obstruction. And then the second one, Welch went through the line. He was standing on like the dead ball line when and and Brandon Smith hit Olam, and Owen hit this massive gap and scored and they called it an obstruction. Like come on man, it's that's yeah. the, it's the well, dumbest thing I've ever fucking seen, man.
1: Oh well, yeah, not a, not only that, obviously when um Carl Felt scored his try in the 52nd minute where Owen came over the top and yeah. um, collected collected felt. And Paranara was the, uh, was the video ref. He was in yeah. the bunker. Yeah. La- the week before that, is it was either the week before that or the week before that?
0: No, it was the Raiders. Raiders canal again. Yeah. The week yeah, the before that, literally game. one week ago.
1: He pulled, so like they scored the try and everyone was happy about it. Rara. Yeah. Dora and Pana got up, didn't really give a fuck about getting hit in the head, but yep. Paranara went through and was like, nah, like, it's under review and uh was it more that got sent off
0: um uh, no, it was um talakai talakai got sent off
1: why didn't Olam get sent off that is an 8 point try right there you
0: got to be consistent one all... week yeah a, yeah you put like you, you put the two together man Olam like gives him fucking one yeah. of these ones like the stop eating lowies your little shit you know it's a clip is around it... the ear roll sort of thing and Oh man, I just honestly, it was it was un, the worst officiated game I've seen in a fucking long time. I just don't. I got um,
1: I got, got three things I want to talk about in this game too. Okay, oh, I'll, I'll say two. The third one we can talk about later. But yeah, like, I don't know if this is Melbourne Storm being smart or just getting around the rules or just no one noticing. But did you notice when Brandon Smith went off for HIA, it was for a free interchange to get on?
0: No, okay, so I know what this is. So, if if there's a HIA assessment from foul play, so if it's a high tackle, um, or if the player, I think it's if the player goes on report. Um, the thing, if, is, the thing is with that is that,
1: so other teams, right? If like there's foul play for a HIA, and the on field, uh, like, um, like physio, or whoever the fuck goes on the water boy, goes on and. Does their like checks and that sort of stuff, and then they're like, "Yeah, you're sweet, you're fine." They go ahead, and then ten minutes down the track, you get pulled off because the doctor reviewed it. Yeah, I think Melbourne Storm was smart about this, and I like I like it, but I don't like it at the same time because obviously there was foul like foul play on Brendan Smith, but they took him off straight away to get on. I think it was on like the, uh, God,
0: it was it was way back, way back, yeah. like uh, towards the end of the game. Yeah, so that's a free interchange right there. And you know what? The thing about the funny thing is, like, he comes off the field, and it's not like he's it's a HI assessment because he like hugs Pappenhausen, and he's like yeah, all happy yeah. that he's going on the field. Like,
1: yeah. come on,
0: bro! Like, but in Melbourne, are good at that though. That's the thing they they find loopholes and they exploit yeah. loopholes because it's a competition at the end of the day, you know. And whatever gets your fucking leg up. I got um one more thing which absolutely fucking infuriated me. Yes. Is
1: when Olin knocked uh buddy knocked out Reese Robson. And he got up, and he was all hyped, cheering. Oh yeah, yeah. That shits me.
0: That like, fucking okay, pisses me off. I can understand. I can understand getting up and feeling like, oh fuck yeah, like what a hit kind of thing. But it's like, as soon as you look at old oh, mate, he's on the ground. you yeah. can Cut it away. That's what like, you did. You don't carry on. You go. You get up, and you go, oh shit. And chances are, like I've hit someone hard enough that I've heard them, like either the wind's gone out of them, or something, or I've, like they've they've been hurt. And you know, as soon as you hit them. That they are like yeah. he would have known. He would have known as soon as he hit him that he was yeah. out. And yeah, just, bad he's bad done bad it before. He's done it a couple of times, man. And it just fucking like carry on if it's a good shot, but don't fucking carry on because you get up because you knock some fucking bloke out. Like
1: yeah, that's yeah. That that's a shit we need to get out of the game. Like that, that's not yeah. sportsman shit whatsoever.
0: No, fuck. Anyway. No, it's not,
1: mate. Fuck, no,
0: it's not. But I mean, good good night anyway. Uh, back back onto the footy anyway. Good night, um, both Kyle felt and Adokar Car bringing up their... 100 tries each. Yeah. So, actually, yeah. Felt and Adokar On the same night, ironically, it's the first time in history that two players from opposite teams, or two players have brought up the same 100 tries on the same game. So, it was a good little race. I'm just glad that Felt won the race to that one and Adokar didn't. So. But, uh, no, good on it, mate. It was a good game anyway. I thought it was cracking game of footy and hopefully the Cowboys can continue on with that. But we'll push on, mate, to Saturday's game in an absolute fucking... Ass Raymond for the Warriors by the Bunnies. Um, 60 to 22. Jesus Christ, mate. You can't, you look at, you look at like the, the minutes of try scored and it's like every five minutes. Every five yeah. minutes. You know, it starts kind of, you know, there's like a period there where they scored three minutes, three minutes and then 10, 10, three minutes, fucking five minutes. Oh, mate. It's just never ending. Fucking hell. Yeah. Never like, ending. it was, it was, no. I
1: was going to say it was a slow start, but. Obviously, really
0: wasn't <laughs> eight 11, I would have liked to see Tom Burgess get a um get large, through, large uh, triple get
1: a, yeah get a triple, but it would have been good. Obviously, the only Burgess' brother to get a triple, but that didn't happen. I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm still like it's weird. I'm still not convinced. I'm still not convinced that they're gonna they're, like their title contenders. It's it's I Look, I it's, yeah I, I I think that I don't know if it's just because it's my team, but I reckon the Panthers that are at now with the team that got now they'd still win somehow.
0: Yeah, look, I it's think, like, yeah, I think I don't, I don't know what it is. the bunnies, they bunny, they put teams that they should put to the sword, but I don't think they look convincing if they win like top against top four teams. Yeah. Like they do win against top four teams though, but they kind of look a bit shaky, and it's like they might only score, you know, with like five minutes to go or some shit, and it's kind of like it's not like they're coming out of the fucking blue and you know, like it's it's not like they're clawing their way back into the game and scoring. It's like it'll be it'll just be like three or four minutes of just fucking pure. Like intense football from the bunnies, and then they'll kind of just fade back into you know just gone with the motions, and then it you know it'll be another five minutes later that they'll fucking roar up. And I feel like like against teams like Melbourne and Penrith, you can't afford to float out of a game and then float back in. It's like the bunnies are really good at doing that because they fucking absolutely nail teams when they float back in. But you're not going to get the opportunities to do that against the better teams. That's that's what I feel like anyway. Is the yeah. bunnies. You know, like they, like, they fucking annihilated the Warriors here. But it's like, it's more so that they, look, to be honest with you, man, this is a possession thing. Like, the possession ended up 67% in favor of the Bunnies. Like, any team that has 67% of the football in 80 minutes, man, they had 32 minutes worth of football and the Warriors had 16. Like, yeah, that's insane, is- man. You know, you had double the amount of football and you like I, you know, if, if you didn't win by this with that amount of possession, man, I absolutely would have been fucking surprised. But, well, you know, as I, as I say, everybody,
1: we, we, we just play to get the two points. We don't play to obviously dominate.
0: Yeah, it, seemed, it seems kind of, I mean, yeah, the Warriors made an extra 150 tackles, man. Like, it's, it, it's just crazy. like things like that, man. The stats there is like, you, you, you kind of expect to win by that much, but. I don't, uh, I don't know. Like, I, I kind of agree with you, man, that the Bunnies, they just aren't convincing me just yet because it's not like they're putting good teams to the sword, I suppose. Yeah, but anyway, mate, we'll push yeah. on. we got to fucking... Like we, we said we weren't talking too much about the round, but we're fucking waffling on as always. But <laughs> um, on the Seagulls and, and Tigers, 44-24, Manly got up. And uh, look, I kind of feel like the Tigers were in this at parts. And then, like basically, there's that middle stretch of the game between the 35th and the 67th minute. Man, like that's when Manly scored all the tries, and it was just one after the other. It was just relentless. Again, same thing as the bunnies. It was just relentless football in patches. Like they scored 35th, 37th, 45th, 48, 64, 67. So literally, they scored back to back tries within minutes of every time they scored a try. So what gets you know, me though so- with, this,
1: with this game as well, or with with Manly, not, not so much Manly, but this game. They only had 46% of possession. Yeah. They had 70, 70% uh, completion to the Tigers 54 and 76. Somehow they still managed to put, what, 44 points on the Tigers or yeah. 20, 20 it,
0: points yeah. on, on the Tigers. Just, um, interestingly yeah. enough, though, when you kind of look at um, completed sets, though, it's like they they had the equal amount of completed sets, but Manly had more sets, but they had less possession. So, it, it, in my kind of eyes, that just means they've had the ball for less, but they've scored more when they've had the ball. So, they've scored long range tries or they've scored yeah. quickly whenever they have the ball. So, look, it's impressive for Manly to be able to win. Obviously, the Tigers, bit more woes and stuff on the Tigers. Like, it's, you know, it, what can you say about them, it, man? It's, they're just going from bad to worse. And, you know, I'm just glad they're worse than the Cowboys at the moment, but uh, we'll push <laughs> on, mate to. Yeah, the, uh, the Panthers and, and Broncos game Saturday. Uh, Broncos only going down by six points to Penrith. I thought this is a pretty good game. Obviously, uh, only again another scoreless. Was it no? It wasn't a scoreless first half. So I was yeah, <laughs> ironically it was. enough, it was three points at half time. Uh, four nil. Sorry, four points at half time um, to Penrith from a two point field goal. Did you see that two point field goal from Dylan Edwards? Don't know. Geez, manny. Yeah, that was
1: um, it was a trialless first half. Yep. yep. So this is the first time this year that the um, Panthers have been held scoreless in the first half. Oh,
0: tryless. Or trialless. Or trial, sorry. Yes.
1: Which is, um, which is quite interesting. Oh well, yeah, so that was a massive kick, eh? Hey?
0: Yeah, geez, man. Who would have up? thought? Who would have thought that of all players that uh uh Dylan Edwards would have just been a snap of forty meter field goal? I'd probably rather go Dylan Edwards and um Matt Burton though. Would you? Matt Burton can fucking he can. He's got a boot on him, man. Yeah, no, nah, I'm not really convinced. I'm not, yeah, no? uh, Just quickly on this, obviously. Uh, what did you think of um, Thomas Flugde getting binned for the shot on? Yeah, it
1: um, was. <laughs> I know I was supposed to speak. I kind of forgot. I kind of forgot to speak there, but um, there was <laughs> there, there was there was another incident where it happened as well. I, pre, um, I feel like if if was Yeo wasn't knocked
0: out, I, I feel like if Yeo wasn't knocked out, that Flagler wouldn't have been Simbin. I feel like oh, that's like, kind of
1: like, like, like I, I think I think it's Simbin, simbin worthy. Oh no,
0: yeah, I think no so matter too. what,
1: I think it's Simbin worthy. But yeah, like there was another incident. Uh, I don't know which game it was. It happened. It happened again, and um, was it in the same game? I can't remember. I can't remember. But there was another incident, the exact same, where someone hit like hit the same way and um, then he gets sent off. I was like, that's bullshit.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it just... I mean, it, like, inconsistencies, things like that. It just does my in. But, yeah. you know, look like, like, at on the yeah. Broncos, obviously. Um, when was the last time you saw an 8,000 attendance game for a Penrith Broncos game at Suncorp? Um, That's a very good question. Mate. I mean, like, it just just goes to show you how... how I think... Uh, uh, no, but what,
1: uh, I, I reckon why that, like, it's such a low attendance because... People are expecting Broncos to get spanked.
0: Yeah, but I look, honestly, man, I would just go to watch Penrith play. Yeah. I would, like, like, I'm, I'm
1: kind of I'm, – I'm tossing up whether to go to the, the Panthers and Storm game.
0: You know what? If it was a full-strength squad, I would have gone. Because yeah. like, it was, was yeah. going to be played down here. Like, we were going to go with my under-18s team. And I was, like, literally just going to tell them, just watch what Cleary does. Watch, watch like, your position – Watch what your position does on the field and just fucking do that because they're the best in the game at the moment. Just...
1: <clears throat> I'm pretty sure that's not how you're supposed to coach. You're supposed oh, to coach yeah. teach them, just, not the same them to a game and tell them how to fucking play. <laughs> yeah,
0: just do that and we'll be fine. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, man. Actually, uh, oh, yeah. another thing I want to talk about here is with obviously a fine tie. How do you play like that well with syndemosis in your ankle?
0: Yeah, um, I've had syndemosis on my ankle and it, my elbow ankle. Ankle? Yeah, no, you're a wanker's elbow. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I got tennis elbow from a big tennis <laughs> stick. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, it's out no, of control.
1: Um, hey? It's out of control. Six weeks for surgery too. Did actually yeah. so does uh oh, have you heard uh, heard any like any news on when Cluey's supposed to be coming back?
0: Apparently it's worse than originally thought. I've I've heard rumors that he's out for the rest of the season. He's had to have yeah. surgery in his shoulder. If up.
1: that's so and obviously, Taro is out.
0: He's, he's out, out as only, well. I
1: think he's only out for six weeks.
0: Yeah. Um, that's still the rest of the season. He's out as
1: well. That's finals. Man, does has the Panthers title contention, uh, contention been shot?
0: Has yeah, it? Has, it's taken it a massive hit, man. Because not only are you like you can't warm up for the finals anymore, you can't get a good run in, your first game back is a finals game. And it's like all this pressure is going to be on you because it's going to be a top four game, obviously. You know, so you, you're going to either be up against the Bunnies. You could be up against Manly. You could be up against Parramatta, somewhere around there where these guys have been playing football. They're ready. You know, they know who they're up against. And all of a sudden, you've got to come back from injury where you've had an eight-week fucking layoff. Or if we're talking uh, Nathan Cleary, he's been out for like 10 weeks at the moment. Um, yeah, like... Jeez, mate. It's going to be tough yeah, for him. I think everyone
1: knows that the Storm's going to win the grand final. Like, not, like, there's no doubt about that.
0: I put money on it, actually, at the start of the year. Did you? I think I put like 10 bucks on them. They were paying $3.80. On Storm? Yeah. That's not bad, actually. Um,
1: yeah,
0: it wasn't, wasn't a bad bet. I mean, I also put Cowboys to make the eight, so that obviously didn't work out as well for me. Um, but I didn't put as much need, money on Cowboys. You still make, make it.
1: That's good when
0: well, I've also got uh, uh, a three-leg multi with Melbourne bunnies and roosters to finish top four. And I would have been on if it wasn't for those rascally injuries. And yeah, Melbourne. Still, oh, sorry, it's six dollars fifty. I put five bucks on it. Should have put more.
1: No, the eels can still make it. Hey, No, the eels. Sorry, roosters. Roosters can still make the top four.
0: Yeah, they could, but I, I mean, think, you're I, up think against... I think they will. I think
1: they'll, they'll 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 surpass the eels. Obviously, eels without Moses are pretty terrible. So yeah, and Depends
0: what's, on, well, what's eels, you...
1: buddy? Back. Oh, there you go. Roosters versus Eels on Friday. Oh, sorry, tomorrow.
0: Yeah, we'll have to. And then the week after that, eels it. have
1: rabbits. Roosters have well, the
0: Panthers obviously it depends okay. on, on who like who obviously that's a big game next week for the Roosters Dude, yeah. on Earth.
1: Um, Roosters Roosters will finish top four You also have a shit run home they got Roosters then they have um, the Bunnies then they have Manly Cowboys oh that's an easy win Storm, Panthers again, yeah,
0: dude. The Roosters, the Roosters were finished. Um, above, not finished top four, maybe, hopefully. But anyway, Roosters. man, we'll um, we'll keep fucking trucking on. We've fucking spent half an hour talking. Round one, so shit. But uh, anyway, um, we'll just knock out these last two ones. So Dragons, Titans, thirty-two, ten. Um, I was surprised. I tipped the Dragons. Unfortunately, I should have tipped Titans, but. So um, not really much to say about that, mate. They're just both basket cases, but last game of the round. Um, Cronulla Bulldogs 44 24. Um, look, this is I mean, look, the Bulldogs haven't been playing bad football, but you can't win games if you give up 44 points. You know, you can score 20 odd points or whatever a game, but you can't if you can't defend, man, you, you're basically fucked. But, um, any anything about that uh, last game before we get into the talking points, mate?
1: Do you think that, um, Luke Thompson deserved to be or to get suspended for three weeks over the um, hit on was it Reynolds? Oh, not Reynolds, buddy. Um, Johnson, Johnson, Brayley. Um, you don't
0: Brayley. Oh, no, not three weeks. I so, feel would like, you
1: see, he... so, but yeah, but with that though, would you see? Um, from now on, players get suspended over um, like a hit on a halfback because I was literally the exact same thing that happened.
0: Well, they should, but that's the thing is like, it's it, I I'm surprised that they didn't fight it because I've seen some of those go. Yeah, but if you he know, fought it, he
1: still would have got two weeks.
0: Yeah, yeah, but you can you can fight it and get it like either downgraded right down, or if there's a previous case that's exactly like it that's either gotten off, you can just use that. It's it's a fucking stupid way that they've got the. Uh, the match review committee running but yeah. Anyway, we'll um, we'll get stuck into our talking points. Um do you wanna go first? We um go
1: first. obviously we kinda of touched on my, my like my sin oh are we know Simmons or not
0: Yeah, yeah, we'll do CIN bins first. Here. Yeah.
1: Um we kinda of touched on obviously um my CIN bin which was the inc- uh, inconsistency with the eight point tries. Mm-hmm. Obviously with Carl Felt getting a whack on the Snoz from Olam and then um Jordan going getting smack on the schnoz by uh, who was it again Talakai. Talakai and one got an eight point try the other and didn't, which I thought was pretty fucking bullshit. But that's mine. Just inconsistency with the bunker. Who was yep. the same person officiating? So
0: I wonder if he got. I wonder if he got told, told like that's not a simbin and then comes out and then he's. You well, he can't the exact do one thing, thing
1: one week and then not do the other thing the other week. It's exactly yeah, it, literally it
0: was yeah. the exact same scenario. I reckon, I reckon that's what's happened. Is They've come out and told him during the week, that's not a simbin, and then he's come up and seen the exact same thing and gone, that's not a simbin. I reckon yeah, that's literally yeah, I I think that's what's happened then. That just shows
1: how much of a fucking dickhead you are. Stick by your yeah. guns. You think it's a simbin? Yeah. It's a simbin. If it's not a simbin, you can't do one yeah. thing wrong with and up to the other.
0: Yeah, that's, that's the thing that fucks me off is if you're going to make a ruling on something, do it the entire year. Be mm-hmm. consistent. If you're going to be consistently bad, be fucking consistently bad. Don't one week not caught, then the week later caught, and then not week, you know, like, fuck, it just kills me man. Yeah, um, So frustrating as, like, a fucking rugby league supporter just to watch that shit because you're like, it just fucking happened last week. Tell like the play ball. Yeah, dude. The amount of times I saw Robles, I've seen one play the ball penalty, and it was against the Cowboys this this entire year. I've seen one play the ball penalty, and I was like, oh, "Who man. fucking calls play the ball penalties? What the fuck is this?" Creep away. Oh, geez, fucking kills me, man. All right, what's your um? What's your send off, mate?
1: Um, my send off is the hype around the Panthers ads on TV, Fox Sports. There's that much hype around the Panthers at the moment and it's like they're going they're, they're playing like shit at the moment. Yep. Then like I don't know, it just it drives me insane like there's 16 teams in the NRL right, but they just hype around the fucking Panthers. My, my issue I live in Queensland, is- show
0: Queensland teams, don't have fucking Sydney teams played in Sydney. Yeah. My my issue with this is before the Cowboys Storm game on fucking Friday night, they played an ad for the Melbourne penrith game. I'm like, yeah. fuck, get through the fucking round first, you That is the hype I'm talking about, man. It's so fucking annoying. And, and clearly place like, face is all
1: over it, but he hasn't been selected. Yeah. It's like, you and it's like, like- in,
0: Yeah, yeah. The thing that shoots me is like, they, they spent the whole game talking about it too. They're like, oh, Melbourne must have an eye to next week. You know, they're thinking about the Penrith game. No, they fucking don't. I can guarantee you they don't. I can guarantee you every single player on that Melbourne team, they are that well coached. They're not thinking about that. So why the fuck are you putting... Adds up about it. Like, get through the round first. You've got an entire fucking week from Sunday night after the last game to advertise the big blockbuster game where half a fucking Penrith team is going to be missing. So it's not really that big blockbuster, is it? You know, like, fuck, man. Just does my head in. Well, that's my one. Does my head in. Um, And my six again,
1: my six again is uh, 4X bottle caps of the stubbies. Why? Because <laughs> I got the little questions in there, and I got a
0: question okay. for you. Okay, go on. I might make this main little segment. Eh? <laughs> yeah. The, well, yeah, I mean, you fucking already have before, aren't you? Yeah.
1: I'll ask you. Uh, I'll ask you questions. So here we are. Wally Lewis played thirty-one State of Origin games for Queensland. How many were his captain?
0: Ooh, um, it'd be a few. Oh really? I feel like. Hey. Said oh really. I reckon it'd be like, because Arthur Beetson only had one, so he captained the first Origin, and then like didn't play another game, which is interesting enough. Arthur Beetson only played one Origin game, um, and it was the first one. Uh, oh, I'm gonna say like 15. Go down to your local
1: uh, Westfield and buy yourself a Blues jersey. Oh, fuck off. Go look in the mirror and then
0: advocate yourself. How many? I'm 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 way off, aren't I? Thirty. Oh, fuck. Oh, what a stitch-up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Hey, you know, man. I should have stuck by my guns. I was like, oh, it's going to be a fair bit in my head. And then I said, fucking 15. That's Jeez, much. not much. a, <laughs> a Oh, right, fuck. Hey, it's a good question. Good one, <laughs> All right. Uh, well, I'll get stuck in mine. So, my sin bin is um, Roger Tuivasa-Shek leaving the Warriors early. So, he's left the Warriors. He's not playing this weekend. Um, because what's happened is New Zealand have said to Australia, you've got seven days. This was last week. They said you've got seven days to make it back to New Zealand. If you don't make it within those seven days, we're shutting our borders for eight weeks, possibly more, right? So they won't be able to get back home until after September, which for every other, you know, warrior player is fine because you're playing rugby league up until September anyway. Potentially, depending on how you go, potentially you might be able to play in the finals and shit like that, right? My issue is, is that he's leaving for Union. So he's leaving to go and play Union. That's why yeah, he's leaving didn't early. Start to it start November. Well, the, the preseason, though. The preseason would start in September. So he's leaving to start preseason early. So he's fucking leaving the Warriors in the dust – He's supposed to be the fucking captain of his team. He's supposed to be this fucking, you know, like this this the heart and the soul of the warriors and, you know, he's the fucking spiritual leader and shit like that. And he's just fucking up and left them. Like
1: realistically, I, dude, I don't, I don't oh, I'm sorry to cut you off, but I don't think they're going to make the final. So I think it's a smart move by the warriors and uh obviously Roger took us to check
0: cuz I think you can
1: get back home, get settled cuz you got to think about dude, He's been living over here for, for how long now? Yeah, but so was everyone else. So yeah.
0: you know now now why what why doesn't that you know everyone else in the Warriors team is going to go well if he's fucking leaving why can't I yeah.
1: I think it's a smart move from the Warriors
0: I think it's a smart move because cut it cut your losses now while you can fucking you're not like you said you're probably not going to play finals the season's pretty well done. Cut your losses now, look like the good guy and go, yeah, we're letting you go, RTS. You need to get back to your family, that sort of shit. Because if they didn't, RTS would have started this fucking campaign of, oh, I want to leave. I can't, I'm homesick, I want to see my family, all sort of shit. And made the Warriors look like the bad guy. Now the Warriors look good. So the Warriors look well, good. I
1: don't, well, I, I, so I think I, I see it differently. I don't think they would have done that. I think they would have come to terms to agreement and said, look, the Warriors I reckon the Warriors would have like would have approached him to say, look, mate. Like I don't think there's any chance of us making the finals. So if you want to go, and obviously start your preseason with the Union, and obviously with the border closure and that sort of shit, the Trans uh, Tasman bubble it's gonna it's gonna shut. Go now, man, because you got like no other choice.
0: I I honestly, man, at the end of the day, even though he's been such like a club stalwart to the Warriors, I think that he's been thinking about this for a while, and I reckon I reckon he would have pulled the pin, um, if the Warriors had that home game. If the Warriors had that home game, they went to back to New Zealand to play it. I reckon he would have pulled the pin right there. He would have said, "I'm not coming back to Australia with you." I don't think he would have had a choice. Well, he would have come back, so he would have come back to Australia. But I think he would have pulled the pin. I think he would have said, "Yep, that's it." And I think yeah, you got to think
1: about it, bro. He's been over He's been. They've been over here for the past 18 months. So obviously, they would have a lot of shit over here. So he can't just like go to a game and then just leave it. Yeah, like, but little he little was- shit in the- Australia.
0: Yeah, but the thing my my issue is is the preseason starts in September for Union. The dude wants an off season. That's why he's leaving. He wants an off season. He doesn't want to go back to oh, see his family him? and shit like that. Hey, can you blame him? No, you can't. But fuck, why sign a fucking contract to go play Union if you're not going to leave out the contract to your rugby league club? Nah, you're man. leaving. You're leaving your fucking club in the dirt, mate. Like this, this club you've captain. You're supposed to be the fucking spiritual leader and shit. You just fucking leaving because you want to go play Union. But that's that's my fucking that's my little spiel about it. I was a massive fan of Tuvar Zashek, but now I think something suss about it and I'm kind of fucking off him. Anyway, my, uh, my send-off, the guy's fucking dud as far as I can tell. Um, my send-off um, for the, this week is the Marshmallow Balcony incident with, um, I think it was, I don't know who it was actually, the players on there, but they were handing marshmallows over the balconies and shit like that. Now, the um, Queensland health had requested photos from families inside those apartments to have their uh, balconies duct tape shut. So they had to send photos of like duct tape over the windows and over the doors and shit like that to make sure that they weren't breaching pro uh, protocol. Have and, then, that's it. That's it. Yeah. and then this, I think it was yesterday or the day before fucking James Roberts is photographed standing on his balcony because he wants fucking fresh air. The absolute, Fucking twat. Like if people like, could get any fucking speak, get,
1: like <clears throat> it's fucking stupid. Like
0: oh it I is I don't, I, get like, I don't right. hate James
1: Roberts for doing what he did. Like fuck, I'd be the I'd be the exact same. You've yeah. locked me in a room. Yeah. I'm gonna get some fucking fresh yeah. air. I'm breathing this air at the moment. But I like can, I like can I can understand well,
0: why, right? Yeah, I, don't get me wrong, I can understand, I can understand why. That he would be on the balcony, right? I get it, fresh air, shit like that. It's two fucking weeks of your life. You go out there, and you're with the you're with the squad anyway. You fucking train. You get fresh air. Stay in your fucking hotel for two weeks, and then you can you can be out. You can walk around. You can do whatever the fuck you want, right? Two weeks of your life isn't so fucking hard to keep the rugby league competition going. Yeah, because the Queensland that. health
1: plan I, I think I think it's still pretty absurd
0: just to keep someone locked away in a fucking room. It is, it is. But fuck, people do quarantine, bro. It's two weeks of fucking quarantine. Yeah, Deal with it. But at least he can still go out and play fucking rugby league and train and shit like that. Some people have to be stuck in a fucking room for two weeks. Like the blokes are dumbass and to risk to risk rugby league because if they if if this is like if if the rugby league fucks this up or someone fucks this up and they're done, there's no more rugby league. We can't yeah, go anywhere what else. I want to know, know
1: is like how like obviously there, yes there is a marshmallow incident that sort of stuff, but like I don't understand how fucking someone going out on their balcony it can be a COVID breach.
0: Well, see, the problem is, is they were fucking handing shit to each other. That was the problem. They used to be able to go out in their balconies, but now they can't. Wait, are these two
1: rugby league players?
0: Yeah, yeah, they were rugby league players. So the whole hotel is booked out for rugby league. Okay,
1: right?
0: okay. Hold up. Wait a minute. something something right.
1: That's fucking stupid because they literally tackle each other. They're on the same field as each other. Yeah, They play yeah. footy together. So yeah. it can't be, like, how the fuck can there be a COVID breach if two NRL players are handing each other fucking marshmallows?
0: But it is a it covert briefs though. That's the it's thing. not. Well it it's, is though. So this is
1: this is another thing as well. It's like it's like the fucking Paul Vaughan party. Like I I think it was on um it was either NRL three sixty or bloke in a bar podcast I was listening to. And someone was talking about it and if it was just the footy players right, so it wasn't. It was the um uh the Queenslander something it's a fucking talk show on the Queensland radio up here, it has Buddy Gordon Tallis and that on it. Um and if the players that were involved in that barbecue, if it was just the players, that's fine. But if, if there was outside like people coming in, then that's fucked. Then it, like, the only reason I say that is because they play together, they tackle each other, like they're training together, right? But then they can't go over to their house. Yeah. They, can't, like- they, 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 they see another team that's from a different state or something like that, they tackle each other, but they can't hand each other fucking marshmallows. It's yeah, not, that is yeah. not a COVID breach. Because if it, if, it was, if it was going to be a COVID breach, it would be a COVID breach on the field on the footy field when they're tackling each other. Because they're closer than ever. Just because they're sharing food, it doesn't yeah. mean anything.
0: It isn't, it isn't a COVID, like it's not a COVID breach as such, but it's a breach of the quarantine rules. So there are quarantine rules that they but have to t- apply. They're not in
1: quarantine, they're in a
0: bubble. Yeah, yeah so they're, they're, they're quarantining in this hotel in their individual floors, right? So each floor is a team. And then you can only go from that floor to your bus to the game, back to the bus, back to that floor, right? So you have to, uh, you, like they call out your floor, so they say floor fucking ten, that's your time to go down and get food, right? You come back up if you miss that, you don't eat. So next time, you know, like whatever fucking time, eleven thirty in I the morning or some shit. Yeah, but the thing is, I don't
1: think I don't think that's legit because like it players is. are leaving. Players are leaving their like their rooms.
0: Yeah, so you can leave the rooms in the floor that you that you're on. I don't know. I think that's I
1: think that's an absolute fucking joke. But
0: look, it is, it is. But I still think that to risk fucking shutting down rugby league just for the sake of having fucking fresh air is a pretty bonehead move, to be honest. Considering that you would have been out fucking earlier that day, fucking sucking fresh air into your lungs. Yeah, crack a fucking window. I saw
1: teams train at Rabina there. They only trained for
0: like an hour and a half and then went home. Yeah, bro, that's more than the air that other fucking people get there in quarantine. Like it just—it's two fucking weeks of your life. Just fucking deal with it. Your spoon for to play rugby league. <laughs> your spoon. Fuck, mate, kills me. But anyway, my um, my six again. This is gonna sound like a weird one, but it's Australia New Zealand pulling out of the rugby league world cup. So don't get me wrong. Like it's—I mean, look, I wouldn't even say it's good to watch Australia play because you just half expect them to win, and it's kind of boring. But for both Australia and New Zealand to pull out of the Rugby League World Cup means that players who are wanting to play for their country, they're going to go and play for like, Italy. Like Italy, Tonga's going to have a massive team, Samoa, Fiji, you know, like Papua New Guinea, all these players who are eligible to play for them that would usually might play for Australia or New Zealand are going to go and play for those. And we, we're going to see like a decent Tier 2 or Tier 3 competition World Cup. You know, England's going and to be there, but...
1: We have two things on yeah. this. First thing first is, there's talks about Brian To'o going to play for Samoa, because he plays because he's played for New South Wales, and I know they're not a top tier or a fucking Class B or where the fuck it is, country. How the fuck can he play for New South Wales and then play for Samoa? I think that's absolutely fucking bullshit. If you're to play, if you're to play for New South Wales, you play for Australia. If you're gonna play for uh, Samoa, you're not playing for New South, uh, yeah. New South Wales.
0: I, I feel like that should be a that should be like a. It is. It, it of... is. If you're gonna play for
1: New South Wales, you, like and and in, in, like you get selective in international football, you should be playing for Australia. You should not be playing yeah, for I, any other yeah. fucking country.
0: Yeah, I feel like playing for New South Wales and Queensland, you have to. Your allegiance has to lie with Australia. Yeah.
1: yeah. I think record. NRL should be more fucking strict on this. You will not play Origin unless you're born in Australia. Oh, Doesn't matter where the fuck where you played your first buddy yeah. football cause game
0: the the NRL they have to the the NRL they have to oh, it's ARL they have to approve like international plays and things like that so you have to go through a governing body and shit yeah. like that so if you select a team they all get like um like vetted and then they go okay you are Australian you're eligible to play okay you can play for Australia kind of thing I feel like that part of that vetting process should be have you played for Queensland this year I feel like I feel like it should only be in a year period right so if between state of origins if you get selected for the next twelve months, for after game one, you can only play for Australia. You can't no, play for. I any think other I, th- I think it
1: should be like you. You set if you choose to play for New South Wales, then you play for Australia. If you choose to play for Samoa, you don't get selected for any other representative fucking football.
0: I feel like that might seem be- a bit
1: unfair, but that's fucked. It is bullshit. Like you, you like. Oh, yeah.
0: I feel like it should be within a calendar year because it still gives those Tier 2 and Tier 3 teams an opportunity to have rep players if you aren't playing good well, enough to be okay. able to play for Origin. okay, Put it,
1: put it this way. If, if Tolo plays for New South Wales and then he goes over and plays for Samoa, which he yep. probably fucking will,
0: why can't Tamalolo come play for uh, Queensland? Uh, that's a good question. Well, considering that he was here before his 13th birthday, I'm pretty exactly. sure. Exactly. It's a fucking joke. Um. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. It is pretty shit. But okay, okay. uh, the other thing
1: I want to talk about is, or well, not talk about. But the other thing I want to talk about is with the topic you brought up. Do you feel it's kind of like a dick move from the ARL that they didn't, um, they didn't approach the players before making the decision on, um, yeah, uh, canceling? Oh, the reason I yeah. say this is because what if there's a player out there? Does any player? I don't know, like, I'm not naming names or I don't, I don't I don't really know any names, but they might be playing their best footy this year. Best footy this year, they've reached their peak. Yep. Is their only chance to play for Australia, and they don't get the chance next year. Yep. They probably like shit. They don't get a chance.
0: Yep. Do you feel like it's a bit of a dick move by the ARL? Ah, uh, yeah, absolutely, I do. Because, like you said, you like you, you could, you could be having the form year of your life, right? And this might be the only time. Not, not because next year you're going to be shit, but because you're such, yeah, you know, yeah. You know, for example, perfect example is Michael Morgan. A couple of years back, he played for Australia at halfback at the end of 2017. When he was on that absolute fucking gold run, he got selected because of form, right? But there, yeah. arguably, there was other better, like Thurston was around, Cronk was around, you know, like Mitchell Pierce. You had guys who arguably were better halves, but because Michael Morgan had this insane form, he got selected at halfback. Now, this year, I can't think of anyone off the top of my head right now, but uh, they might get picked purely based off how red-hot form they are, right? Like Stephen Crichton, for example. You know, he might not be the best center in the game, but right now he's pretty good. Like, he's, he's on form or, or someone like that, you know what I mean? Yeah. So this might be their only chance, just purely based off their 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 form, to get selected to play for Australia. And next year, might come around, they might not be able to because there are just other established superstars in the game that would take that spot.
1: Yeah.
0: I, yeah. Yeah, I, I, well, I, I would, yeah. I do well, feel kind of... as well,
1: it's going to be a good show out for... Um, Obviously, the other the other teams that are in to go. So obviously, what is it? USA, Italy,
0: France, Lebanon, it like Scotland, Ireland, Scotland, Wales, all that sort of shit. Some, uh, well, yeah, I don't know if Wales. Watch, yeah, if I mean, watch. Like, you know what? It will make it in, like it'll make it interesting because it's not just going to be like oh Australia's going to be in the final. That's that. It's it's going to be you know there, there's going to be like holy shit this game. Who's going to win? Who's going to win? You know, kind of thing. It's going to be interesting. I think Tonga, I
1: think Tonga will win.
0: Tonga, probably just because they had the, the the squad. But in saying that, they had the squad because some players left New Zealand and went there, right? Now, so now we're getting guys potentially from Australia, like Tedesco going to Italy or um, uh, Travojevic going to um, somewhere. I can't remember what he's eligible to play for. But, you know, for example, like players like that going and playing for clubs where they might not be able to – you know, like obviously because they play for Australia. So, you know, I think yeah. we've we'll get a really interesting – because I think hopefully what it, what it will hopefully do anyway, it will even out the the quality of the World Cup and we'll get some fucking ripping games. But anyway, mate, well, um, we'll move on. We'll move on to uh, a new segment we've got. Um, this one is what we like to call the Brownie M's. If you will think of the Dally M's, except we pick who we think is the Brownie M's of the year so far, um, and they can be for multitude of reasons. Whether it's best looking haircut in a position, or it could be, you know, best bomb try, worst best try celebration. For example, I think I've got Josh Curran in here currently for the best try celebration of the year. Oh, who, who's had a better try celebration than the lawnmower?
1: Corey uh, Corey uh, Nara? What did he, what did he do? When he faked that he had a broken back and then twerked. Oh, <laughs> really, Teddy? <Jenny>? No.
0: <laughs> oh, I missed that. Oh, yeah. oh mate. <laughs> okay. Well, that's a hotly contested position right there. But anyway, <laughs> um, we'll get stuck into the uh, the fullback of the year, mate. Um, I, I'll just write a little quick short list here that I've put together, I think. So potential candidates, obviously, we have Ryan Pappenhausen before pre-injury. Um, I've got Nico Hines in there as well. I've got Tommy Turbo, obviously, um, Tedesco, Clint Gutherson. Latrell Mitchell, um, uh, that's 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 it. That's my Caelan Palmer could probably be thrown there not just yet, but you know he's maybe on the fringe. Probably put him on the fringe. I put him, I put him in the fringe with like Dylan Edwards, and um, <laughs> that's pretty well it. I think the rest of them are kind of, you know, not around the same league, but. You know, let's who 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 would you think? Let's let's say we had to pick a top three at the moment. Who would you pick top three in your fullbacks in the game right now? Uh,
1: uh like in order,
0: I'd go Nico Hines, Tedesco, and then Pappy. You wouldn't have Tom Travojevic in there. No,
1: I prefer him as center.
0: No, you can't. You can't put him at center. You can't do a fucking New South Wales here. <laughs> you have to select him in the the the, the position. Okay, I'll go, I'll go
1: top four. I'll go top four. God. Top four, i have, I'd have Nico Hines, then I'd have Tom Dravojevic, then I'd have Happy, yes. and then um, Tedesco. I don't think, it's, it's weird, I don't think Tedesco's been in any form that's good.
0: He hasn't really. He hasn't really. But I been think in. just arguably his name kind of. Well, you know what? Top three, I've got Nico Hines, Pappenhausen, Dravojevic. I won't yeah, put yeah, Tedesco in Yeah, top, that'd, yeah, that'd be
1: my top three. Tedesco's not even there.
0: All it's right, weird, sorry. like, I'd, I'd, yeah, is that in order? No. No, because I'd put best haircut, Ryan Pappenhausen, with oh, Nico Heinz second. Tom Travoyevich <laughs> doesn't have a fucking haircut, so uh, I wouldn't put Travoyevich in there. But Pappenhausen, best haircut, I think, out of that top three, so he's already okay, got a point.
1: well what's your, what's your order based on stat or based on rugby league?
0: Based on what? Rugby league, the way they're playing. Um, Travoyevich, Pappenhausen, Heinz. Wow. Really?
1: Papenhausen?
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. Papenhausen can break a game apart, bro. Second Hines. Yeah, I feel like Hines is more of a ball player, though. He gets guys around him involved where Papenhausen can just – he could run 90 meters just from fucking nowhere. Yeah, but you can't just fucking pick someone off just because they can fucking run. But that's rugby league. Bro, some of the trials I saw him score <laughs> before he injured. <laughs> There's him. so much more stuff than just running in the league. Fullbacks just fucking run.
1: I did. I I would put money on Nico Hines getting fullback of the year, at, at the Dalian Awards.
0: How much money do you want to put on? I put I put I put Tom Fuck. I'll throw a carton on it. I don't want to throw a carton on it now. <laughs> I know because yeah, I just
1: know how biased, buddy. All the selections in that are. Okay, it's okay. Been, I think more. on form, I think on form, I think uh, like Nico Hines deserves it purely for the fact that he stepped into Pappy's role, and Pappy was obviously the starting fullback there, yes. and he stepped into that role and he's done
0: an immaculate job, man. Oh, he has absolutely he has. I'm like, not
1: saying that has been in and out of the squad, and what he's done from when he came back from injury, like you can't you can't obviously overlook that. <clears throat> Come back from injury, and then they, they just start winning fucking games by massive margins. Get selective origin, wins a series. And still playing some good footy. Like they even rested
0: him because they knew that they're still gonna win. Okay, well, let me let me let me ask you this, right? If Pappenhausen was healthy, would he make the New South Wales squad? Yes. If Tommy Javoyvich was healthy, would he make the New South Wales squad? Yeah. If Hines was healthy, would he make the New South Wales squad? He did. eighteenth yeah, man though. Still a squad. Pappenhausen would be utility though, wouldn't he? No. Pappenhausen would be eigentlich, well, man. No way. Yep. Bro. Absolutely <laughs> you would have had Pappenhausen at 14. At the moment, on
1: recent form, if Pappy and if Pappy and Heinz are still playing, I would put Heinz over Pappy.
0: So your 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 brand name of the year is Nico Heinz. Your fullback yes. of the year. Yep. Nico Heinz. Yep. Ooh, man, I'll go Tommy Turbo, bro. I can't go past him, man. The dude's red hot. I just feel
1: I feel like there's there's more you like there's more bang for buck with Heinz. He's he's obviously he was obviously, I'm pretty sure he was a 5'8". I don't know if he was or not but he's got he's got the
0: sharks as a five eight. Nah, he's he's been a fullback at he was a fullback at the Sunshine Coast Falcons. Well, I don't know what the sharks are fucking doing putting him at 5'8", but
1: um. <sighs> you, you get more bang for your buck with Hines than you do Pappy. Yeah, he can run the ball. Yeah, he does. He's he's just squirmy. That's all. He's a worm. But I don't know. I, feel, I yeah, I just feel like you get you get your money's worth with Hines, not
0: Pappy. Mm. Um. Big news.
1: Yeah, well, obviously next week we'll go on with the wingers, but um, to move on from the uh, the late great segment, we'll go back to a little bit more talking points that I've got. And... Oh,
0: yeah. Sorry, mate, I skipped over that. Oh, no, it's good to break it up,
1: but there's – no, we'll touch on this real quick, but I was listening to the Bloke in a Bar podcast and like, there's a lot of hype around Jerome Hughes being a top-tier halfback. If he, my question for you is: If he was in a different team, say the Bulldogs, would he be a top tier halfback? No. Yeah. So I, yeah, this, look, I purely
0: yeah. think it's, I purely think it's because he does the right things in the right team for Melbourne. Like he does, you know, he does everything, everything he's asked to do. But he it's just him, or
1: the people around him.
0: Well, obviously, you know, you're not going to say like if you're not going to say that fucking Jake Avarillo was is the greatest half in the comp because he's playing for the Bulldogs, right? Because they don't have a good you know, like same same way you think, like you know, if if Cleary was in the Bulldogs, would we be having this conversation? You know, um, I'd, I'd say I'd say
1: yes. Oh yeah, I, I would say yes because you look at what the buddy the Panthers are like now. Like look at uh, Buddy, not not to rag on the Cowboys or anything, but because um, they had great players. But Jonathan Thurston, he was a top tier halfback because you look at the squad they had. They yeah. maybe had maybe like what four or five good players, but the rest of Average, average yeah. players, because they're playing yeah. under Jonathan Thurston. Yeah, they played good footy.
0: I think I think good halves make average teams look good, and good teams look great. Yeah. Whereas elite halves, like the best of the best, make average teams look great. Yeah. And look, I think you take you take, for example, you take Cleary out of. Panthers Penrith can still win games. They have been. They haven't looked great, but that's because they they haven't looked like Penrith because Cleary isn't there, right? You take Avila out of the Bulldogs and they just play exactly the fucking same. Like, yeah. I feel like they're. I feel like you you can take Hughes out, like you're going to miss elements of the game, but Melbourne are that good at just people slotting in and out that they could fill that hole. For example. Well not for example, this is kind of just talk about Melbourne a bit more. There was a I can't remember where it was, but they were saying that Melbourne are so good at doing what they do because what happens is you come in as a player. like let's say you're a center, right? You come in and you get this sheet of paper and the sheet of paper says if your halfback goes in, you go in. If your halfback goes out, you go out. Like you know if a kick goes up, you do this. And it's like as long as every single person does exactly what they're supposed to do on that sheet of paper, whenever whatever fucking issue comes up, they win games. And that's how they've been winning games is because it's literally like if your center goes in, you go in. Or, you know, like if your center goes in, you push up or you hang back or, you know, like – and it's literally if they do that, they win games. And that's how simple Craig Bellamy has the Melbourne Storm running is that they just – that's what they do. You know, they they just get a sheet of fucking paper that says exactly in this scenario, do that. And I feel like Hughes can be – I think – in another team, he's not an elite half, but in Melbourne, because he does exactly what he's supposed to do at exactly the right time, all the time, and he doesn't—he hardly ever makes mistakes—that he can be considered an elite half. Yeah. All right. Well, um,
1: <clears throat> that will be for that one. Another one as well that I heard during the week is that the NRL are looking at um, loaning players, like what they did last year during COVID, for finals. And there's word coming out the roosters are chasing uh, Xavier Coates and Josh Dugan
0: uh, the only issue I have with this right is that for them to again this is going to fucking piss you off but for them to uh, change clubs I'm pretty sure you have to quarantine again so no, for them
1: I, to- I, I, no, I wouldn't say they have to quarantine.
0: Well, I think they do. That's the issue right now, is they have to I don't quarantine. No, well,
1: the, the thing that gets me is if they're going to have to quarantine, how the hell can teams play against each other? Because they're, they're, yeah, they're in an the, NRL bubble. Yeah, That's why they can play each how to, how to. I don't yeah. like it, purely for the fact that if they did have to loan players, then they'd have to do it before the end of the, the end of the regular season. Yeah. They can't start and learning it, players as soon as they get into the finals.
0: The thing that also is that if your club is out of – Contention? Do you just loan all your fucking players out and go? oh, Well, yeah. season's done. done? Uh, where they should, it, where they do you should draw cut on? off
1: of like round, say, twenty three?
0: Or round yeah. twenty? So it's not like after round twenty four, before the finals fucking start, yeah. you just piff all your fucking players off. Yeah. Like that, I feel like I feel like the loan system was was there for the Warriors because the Warriors they were struggling, and, and then other teams cool. took advantage of it. I feel like. Uh, ironically enough, um, the Warriors can only uh, field a team of 20. They can only name a team of 20 this round. Whereas you're supposed to name a 21, man squad, they can only name 20. So that's already yeah, that's an issue. Uh, I don't know if a loan system, let's say for the Roosters, because they'd have a top 30. That's the thing, is the Roosters would currently have a top 30 where they have players, they might not be in a quality, but too fucking bad. A lot of teams don't even have 17 players that have NRL quality players. Yeah, like who, too fucking bad if you're if you have injuries and you have to bring your 29th fucking player in, bring your fucking 29th player in. That's the whole idea of a top thirty. Suck it up, princess. Like, yeah,
1: I don't like, like the idea of it. I don't like the idea of it. like if the NRL go through with it, then they're, like they're fucking idiots. They should be spending what? Oh a lot yeah, on things, but yeah, well, that's um, they're all my talking points. So. All right.
0: Uh well while we're here it's we're only a bit over time but we'll um we'll get stuck into the next round round twenty to kick off round twenty we've got uh the roosters up against Parramatta seven fifty on Thursday night notable ins for the roosters uh Josh Morris is back after having a week off and takaho as well interestingly enough I've heard uh, Tackajo has been linked to the Cowboys um you heard it here first but big outs know um, um, hey. So you said that about Buddy Dalf Egan. Yeah, we almost had him, and then he went to Cronulla. <laughs> Bastard. <No. laughs> um, and big outs for the Roosters. You got Billy Smith out. I think he's done his ACL, unfortunately, I think. Let's have Ooh, a look. Stress. Maybe it's in here. Poor bugger. He's um, uh, ankle injury for Billy Smith, sorry. um, Poor fella. He's, he's had a shit run. He, I think he's been in a top flight squad for four or five years, and he's had three ACLs. In that time poor fella and matt icoval is out i think he um failed a hia off the top of my head um uh, no another ankle injury sick ankles everywhere uh ins <laughs> for the eels um tom opportunity come back comes back at the centers there um in replacing um new and that's it i believe uh how do you see this one going on lock uh no you can't go past the roosters well, interesting enough. Nice little stat line here. The Eels have not defeated the Roosters twice in the same season since two thousand and seven. That's a pretty big hoodoo for some of the players. out then look, it's I'm not going to happen again, dude. Mate. Yeah, I can't go past. I can't go past the Roosters, mate. I think they'll be too strong. Um, given well, they don't. They aren't really missing anyone, you know. Takahos back, which will really shore up that uh, that middle if he makes his way into the squad, but. Uh, yeah, I think roosters, mate. I think any uh, – just whenever you have any good bets or whatever, just fucking throw them out and we'll, we'll, we'll see if they stick. But anyway, we'll push on, mate. The 6 p.m. slot uh, on Friday night. We've got West Tigers up against the Warriors. Uh, notable ins for the Tigers. We've got Alex Twelve's back, uh, Sean Blore is there, Zach Sinney as well. He's on the reserves. Hopefully that bloke can get in because he had a good uh, debut. But um, outs for the Tigers, we've got Thomas Michaeli. McKaylee, uh, and Luke Garner out, um, and Alex Safarth. And big ins or notable ins for the Warriors anyway. We've got uh, Peter Hicko, who's um, back in the centres. He's actually... Oh, no, sorry, he's at 5'8". He's uh, captaining the Warriors. Um, Ben Murdoch-Masilla, Jermaine uh, Tanoa-Brown after being loaned out to the Dragons. Um, Kane Evans is back in there. Jeez, man, they've got a fucking bunch of... A bunch of blokes. Big outs, um, however... Ah, oh, fuck, big out. Adam Fenwell-Blake's out. Chad Townsend, Jack Mochi, Lisa Armow, and Matthew Lodge are all out for the Warriors. Jesus. That's a couple of outs. Um, that is a lot. That is a lot. You know, considering you look at losses for the Tigers compared to the Warriors, and I think the Tigers come out and top there. But yeah. in saying that, mate, the Tigers have just looked like absolutely bastards' case lately. So how do you see this one going?
1: Uh, I'd like to say the Warriors come out and fire, obviously for... Know, like a goodbye sort of round for to of a check but
0: I think it's pretty they man, didn't I've even like just... they didn't even he didn't announce it before he was leaving like he never got a farewell game kind of thing yeah
1: like
0: he played 14 minutes yeah but like he didn't he didn't like it's not like he said last week you know this is going to be my last game everyone I'm kind of leaving afterwards it's like yeah. he just I think it was just me. because of
1: the rush obviously with the bubble closing that sort of stuff so yeah
0: I don't know. Leaves a a bad taste in me. But I look. I still think that the Warriors, even with um, Fenwell, Blake, and Lodge out, I still think they've probably got a bit of class. Uh, in other parts of of the team, I think the Warriors will probably win this one. To be honest. Oh, yeah. Oh, you think the Tigers will get up? Yeah, Tigers. Yeah. Mm, okay. Are you just doing this to try and stitch me up for tipping? Bullshit! You fucking did it last week. Yeah, always me. It. me up. <laughs> <laughs> um Do you know Dad's dad's now on level? You're you are you are back to third, mate. You're going to slip your slide. No, no
1: I, I I tipped um the fucking no, I, I, think, I think it was the Dragons twin and Stitch the me. Titans won.
0: Anyway, mate, uh Friday, eight oh five PM we've got the Broncos Cowboys, another derby at Suncorp. Um, big ins for the Broncos. They've got Danny Levi's back on the bench, Xavier Coates. Is uh, in on the reserves, which I don't look, I don't know why he's not going to run. Albert Kelly's there, Jesse Arthur's they're all on the reserves anyway. Um, big outs, obviously. Thomas Flegler's out and Corey Pakes as well. Uh, big, yeah, uh, any notable ins for uh, the Cowboys? have got Ben Hampton back after tearing his peck at the start of the year. Um, ben Condom and Peter Holler make up the reserves. But uh, how do you see this one going, mate? Obviously, you know, it could be a bit of false form lately. From both of them, but I don't, I don't know. I like, yeah.
1: I know it's going to be decided by one point.
0: I fucking hope not. But I don't know. I don't know who's going to win. Look, it's a big, it's another big Queensland derby up in Suncorp, yeah. and usually they get a pretty big crowd for these ones. So hopefully, we're going to be crowd, mate. Look, I think purely based off last week, looking at how the two teams played, I think the Cowboys played better last week, but I don't know if that was just because it was up against Melbourne. Uh, you know, you can kind of argue that um, the Panthers are missing Cleary and, uh, you know, like all this sort of shit. Like, you know, they had a few – Panthers had a few things go their way. They haven't been playing great lately because Cleary is missing. So it could be false form, but it also could be false form from Melbourne given that they could have literally just been having an off night. Could have been looking forward. They were missing Munster. They were missing um, someone else off the top of my head. Uh, or it's I can still have a shit like that, but – you know, I don't know, mate. I really don't know the way this is going to go. Obviously, I'm a Queens... I'm a Cowboys supporter, so I'm going to go Cowboys. Um, but with absolutely no faith at all, because who fucking knows which way this could go, mate? Go really on don't the Broncos. Go on the Broncos? Fair enough. It's a Corp, so fuck, I don't see why not. Yeah, you know, considering how the last game went, it was pretty close the last game. I think it was one point, uh, Valentine Valentine's field goal. So, <clears throat> you know, there's still... I mean, mate, we've got we still got Jake Granville playing fullback, so I don't know if he can do it for two weeks in a row. But, oh, mate, I don't know. Nah, you know what? I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick the Broncos. I think the Broncos will win this. How much did the Cowboys yeah. in? <laughs> of course you would. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, I don't know. Fuck, I don't know. But anyway, we'll push on. Uh, Saturday, 3 p.m. Uh, Dragons up against the Bunnies. Um, big ins for the Dragons. We've got Billy Burns back at centre, I believe. Uh, no, Billy Bands is not... Oh, he's named it well, second row. Okay, that's weird. Uh, Braden Williams in the reserves. Jackson Ford's back. Cora Norman, Farmer uh, Um, Tyrell Sloan is back at fullback there. Um, big outs, however. Uh, we've got Blake Laurie, Jack Bird, Jack DeBellin, Josh McGuire, and Jermaine Tanewa-Brown are all out. Uh, for the Bunnies, um, Big ins, Campbell Graham... Um and Liam Knight, your most favourite bunnies player. You know what? For your fucking birthday, I'm gonna find you something signed by Liam Knight. Just send it to you. Nice little mantelpiece thing for you. How uh, right. much you like Liam Knight? And uh, big out for not, bunnies. Cameron Murray. So, yeah. Cameron Murray. Yeah. Uh, let's see what it says about him on here. Um, uh, Adam Reynolds. Obviously, I, I don't know if you know this. He's got minor hamstring tightness as well. Um, yeah. He's right. oh, you he got a one one band crusher. <laughs> Uh, one game ban for Crusher. Um Look, mate, that's a big out for the for the bunnies, but uh, I still think that the bunnies are going to be way too strong for the dragons.
1: Yeah, yeah, the bunnies. Yeah, the gonna... bunnies to get up. I'd like to see if uh, what I what I would actually like is swapping Blake Taff and Adam Reynolds around. So putting Adam Reynolds in the fourteen, Blake Taff in the seven, because I think he's tipped to be our halfback next year. Get him a bit of get him get him get him on the ball a bit more, because I know they've been playing at fullback, but.
0: I would, yes. I would like to see that, actually. I would like to see them, especially in a game like this where, you know, chances are you're probably going to win, throw Taff in. Like, fucking Reynolds is gone, mate. I know you want to win games and shit like that, but one, save Reynolds for the finals run, and two, give, you give your young players some fucking decent NRL time while you can win games because winning games does a fucking mile of confidence for, you, you know, for a young player you know, to win games. Yeah. Like Tom Dearden, for example, hasn't won a game in 22 games. Like it's been over two years since he's won a reg- since he's won a fucking NRL game. Like it's crazy to think that, but yeah, it's like it. it, it if like it, I feel like it's a pressure release valve thing. Like you get a win, and it's like fuck yeah, I can actually play first grade. Because at some point, you're gonna start wondering, fuck, am I actually like, am I up for this? Like if you can't, like I don't know how the fuck Tom Deeds done it, man. I don't know how because he hasn't won a fucking reg- he hasn't won an NRL game yet. I think he's won one yeah. off the bench, but he hasn't won one as a starting half. And at some point, you got to start thinking: Fuck, am I up to NRL quality? Like, I haven't won a fucking game yet. Like, what am I doing fucking wrong? Kind of thing. So, getting yeah, him in what you can make him as
1: well. Though is that
0: bloody um, like when Townsend comes into
1: the squad next year, obviously Dearden's going to lose out on that on that on that position. Well, he,
0: he might not though. He might not. If if Dearden can, if the thing it's it's re- it's literally in Dearden's hands now, man. If he keeps going the way he's going, where he's improving every week. And he gets to a point where I think I think Townsend's a better half than no uh, sorry uh, Deirdre's a better half than Townsend at the moment. Townsend's got a good head on him, and we had to pay him money to get up there. And literally, it could just be Townsend is just a backup. Yeah, spends the next fucking three years just meant obviously he's going to get shits with it. But who gives a fuck, mate? It's 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 a business, you know. You're out there to win games, and if Deirdre can win your fucking games, you know, going forward, mate, I know who I'd rather be out there, but yeah. Uh, anyway mate we'll push on um, 5.30 Saturday we've got Newcastle up against the Raiders uh, big ins for Newcastle they've got Bradman Best back David Clemmer, who's actually David Clemmer is looking for a new club apparently he's been linked with the Bulldogs fuck everyone's been linked with the Bulldogs but yeah apparently because he's not happy how the uh, fuck are they buying all these players also, mate, apparently they've apparently they had something like 5 million dollars in their cap like this year they, they literally had like 2 point something rather million dollars just within their top 30, which is fucking insane, man. But uh, big outs, uh, Jack Johns is out, and Dominic Young is out for Newcastle, big ins for the Raiders. They've got Bailey Simonson back. Um, he's only on the reserves, however. Um, Dynamis Louie too, so Elliot Whitehead's in the squad, and Jack Whiten's back. Um, I'd expect Bailey Simonson and Dynamis Louie to make their way into the squad. Uh, at some point, given if they're healthy enough, I think. Uh, and, and big outs for the Raiders. You've got Ryan Sutton out uh, for the Raiders. So how do you see this one going, mate? Raiders. Yeah, look, I like to think Raiders too, but I don't know, mate. I mean, I've seen parts of the Newcastle that have really impressed me. And Considering they've got Bradman and Best up, that's really going to shore up that edge. I don't know. I just think... I just think, I think the areas going to be a they're that
1: they've got on the outside backs there, man. Like they're letting down the forwards, down. They're letting the team down. Yeah, and
0: yeah. So what, I think Tampa are
1: going to go on a roll here. They're just going to like, I don't know. I think they had it like obviously they downward spiral mid season. They 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 just
0: they've finally oh, finally hit the uphill and they're going to keep going. I think. Yeah, oh, I don't know, man. Well, I mean to sure I think it's going to be a lot closer than what people think if Newcastle can pull it out of their fucking ass and yeah, you know, play some um, good football. But I don't know, mate. We'll see. We'll see. But anyway, um, push on again to what was supposed to be the game of the round. Um, and like you said, there's been ads about it all fucking week. But uh, storm up against Penrith, 7.35. Uh, again, Pappenhausen not named at fullback. He's still named um, on the interchange, which is surprising. But expect maybe a late switch there as well for Melbourne. Um, but big ins for Melbourne. Um, Cameron Munsters, Ian Dalfinukin, Felice Kafusi, Harry Grant, Lemmy Lemmy. And Tom Eisenhuth are all back, so that's a that's a massive in for uh, Melbourne. So I expect a fucking shitload of changes come uh, come game day. And uh, outs for Melbourne, you've got Cooper Johns out, Asafa Solomon out, and Leero is out as well. Uh, and ins for Penrith, we've got um, Isaac Tago. I, I'm not sure. Fuck Isaac. Have you ever seen a name spelled Isaac like that? Nope. Jesus Christ. Mate, I thought, you know what? Every time I think that I've seen like all the weird ways to spell names, you just see that and you're like, oh, fucking, I'm nowhere near it. And Jermaine, right after it, Jermaine reminds me of um, Jermaine from Summer Heights High. <laughs> <laughs> so that reminds me of. <laughs> um, they got Matt Eisen, who's coming in, Paul Momorowski and Robert Jennings. Um, Momorowski, I believe, uh, reserves. But in saying that, you've got... Uh, Oh, you got Brent Naden. He's a, he's a decent cover, and Robert Jennings come in. I mean, it's not the greatest back five, considering that you're up against uh, Melbourne there. But uh, big outs, Brian Tito's out. Um, Isaiah Yeo, Fisher-Harris is out, and Tyrone May. So, there's some massive outs again. On top of uh, also missing uh, Nathan Cleary. Um Mate, how do you see this one going? Obviously, I'm I'm going to stick with Melbourne. I think man, I'm you know, going. I'm going
1: with the odds at the moment. I'm going with the odds. The Storm are a dollar fifteen, and the Panthers are five dollars fifty. I
0: got to go, like you can't go past the Storm, man. They're just dominant no matter what. Dude, Dude. Mate. do you would you, would you would you have ever thought? Let's go back a month ago. Would you have ever thought that the odds would have been this far out for the Melbourne Storm Panthers game? I never would have thought. I thought it me, would have been like a dollar seventy-five, dollar ninety-five. I reckon it would have been like a $1.90 on the nose or some shit. And, you know, it's yeah. sad because given how good the first game they had where, you know, Kick-Out saved that try right at the end, right at the death. But, yeah, look, mate, um, I think Melbourne are going to be way too good. I think Pena still missing a lot of troops and it's going to be even harder for him. You know, it's a bit of a shame because I was really looking forward to this one, but yeah, um, unfortunately, mate, it's not to be, but we'll push on anyway. Um, Bulldogs are up against the Titans. Uh, at 2 p.m. at Sea Super Stadium, so right near where you're working, mate. Uh, and big ins for the Bulldogs, we got Adam Elliott back in. Kyle Flanagan uh, is at 7, um, which is interesting. And uh, outs is runner for Tony. I believe runner for Tony has signed with Melbourne for next year, off the top of my head. Uh, and begins for the Titans. You got Anthony Don coming back in, Jamal Fogarty, Sam McIntyre, Sam Stone all back in. I dare say they're named in the reserves, but I dare say that we'll see them push up into the starting squad uh, come game day. And Patrick Herbert's out for the Titans, mate. Um, how do you see this one going? Um. I'd probably go the Titans, Yeah, but I think, I don't
1: know, I'd, I'd say Bulldogs are a
0: Yeah, oh, they are, man. Look, the thing is, like I said before, the thing is about the Bulldogs is they have to hold teams under certain points, because we've seen they've scored, you know, 20 points in the last few games that they've played, or 20 plus anyway. If they hold a team to under 20 points, they'll probably win a game. Yeah. But they just haven't been able to do that yet, and I, look, I... Bulldogs are smoky, but I can't go past the Titans, man. The Titans can score points at will; they just can't also defend. So, yeah, we could. This could be a pretty high-scoring game, I think. I mean, obviously, high-scoring games have become the fucking norm. But um, yeah, I'd expect if you're putting a bet on, I'd say over what is it? What are the odds? Forty points or some shit? I'd say well yeah, over forty, 40 point five man. or some shit. Yeah, well over. But uh, to round out the round, mate. We've got uh, Sunday night game for Sunday afternoon, four p.m. Out of Redcliffe. So this will be a good game to watch for all you Redcliffe fans out there. Um, you know, playing at that stadium there that's potentially going to be the next NRL team. Um, we've got Cronulla up against Manly. Big ins for Cronulla. you got Aidan Tolman back in. Um, Luke Metcalf, I believe, he's on the reserves. Will Chambers and Matt Moylan. Matt Moylan's on the reserves. Uh, and Will Chambers is back at center. Um, big outs for... Uh Cronali, you've got Sean Johnson out. Man, you know what? I bet they're regretting letting um, Chad Townsend go now. I really I really was surprised that they let him go to the Warriors, considering how injury-prone all of their halves are. Like Matt mm-hmm. Moylan, Chad Townsend, and Sean Johnson are all injury-prone. So, given that they've got the world's most expensive fucking strapping tape team ever. <laughs> man, man then, I wonder man. how much... Everlast, is probably funded... Yeah, sharks I mean, like, like Josh Dugan, Andrew Vita, like all these dudes are just covered in fucking strapping tape, man. I really want to know what their like budget for strapping tape is because it'd be something, it'd be more than I'd pay like for a house, I reckon, because <laughs> <laughs> you know, that shit ain't fucking cheap either, man. Oh you no. Know, nah. um, it begins for Manly, um, Kate Cuss is on the reserves, uh, Curtis Sironen makes his way back into the squad on the interchange, um, and Carl Lawton uh, as well on the interchange, which is interesting because he's a hooker. And you've got Dylan Walker on there, too. So, essentially, they're running with two uh, – I wouldn't say outside backs, but two smaller guys and two forwards. So, And uh, big outs uh, – well, not big out, but outs for Manly. You've got Aloi out and Sean Kepi. Uh, how do you see this one going, mate? Um, I think uh, dude, the Manly. am Yeah, man. Like, I think Manly going to be the, way – The two. Sharks without Sean Johnson are pretty old poof. So. Well, they can't score points without Johnson. Johnson is literally their point guy without, without – Johnson, they can't score points, man.
1: And Yeah, I'm um, going to
0: go manly. Yeah, I'm going to go manly by an absolute fucking mile, but who knows, mate. I mean, don't know. Don't know. But battle the beaches anyway, so. Yeah, well. Yeah, mate. But uh, look, that wraps up uh, round 20 analysis. Uh, down and dusted, mate. So any uh, last final words, talking points, or anything before we get out of here? No, nah, stay frosty. Stay frosty. Tell your mums. Uh, let everyone know about us. Obviously, like, subscribe, share a post and stuff like that um, on Facebook if you've gotten this far into the fucking podcast. Good on you. <laughs> Thanks for sticking around. Thanks for sticking around. All right. Well, uh, we'll catch you next week, team. Peace.